Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thurwa. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBG Wrestling Calm. I'm Chris Lappin and to make it on a BBG interview, you have to have two things, the skills and the spark. My guest tonight has both. It's wrestler and actor, Joey Knight. How do you see it? Yay! As soon as you were saying that, I was like, wait a second, that is awesome. That is the best intro I've ever had. Thank you so much. I am doing awesome. Yeah, huge thanks for joining us this evening. As, as regular, as no BBG Wrestling is the home of the official Cello Choice podcast. And we've recently interviewed like Brian Clark and Stevie Richards and Blue Meanie recently. So, so ahead of ahead of their figure release. So Joey's recently released his own Hasbro style figure through Cello Toys, which is very exciting. So how did you get involved with Cello Toys? It's the most exciting thing. It's not just very exciting. It's the most exciting thing like in my life ever. Yes. So when my brother and I, when we were really, really young little lads, we promised ourselves that we would become wrestlers. And I said to myself, I don't even know how young I was, but my goal has always been I will have my own action figure. because so I've been mm. a toy maniac my whole wow. entire life. And I thought, even like I said, as a kid, it's like, I don't know how, I don't know how I can possibly do it, but I will have my own action figure. So through the years, through wrestling and everything, I kept trying to find a way to get my own action figure. And then I thought when I got that role in fighting with my family about an action figure, it's like, oh, I'm sure Funko Pop's going to make some Funko Pops out of these because they make Funko yes. Pops out of literally everything. everything. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the lamp in a TV show or something or like a, a curtain, they make a Funko Pop up. So I was like, I just have to be patient. So I <laughs> them and I was like writing them letters and no response whatsoever. Wow. And, <laughs> Always, always being a fan of wrestling toys. I have like an insane amount of wrestling toys. Um, I've always been on the forums and the message boards and every Facebook group. So then one day I saw that um, Nick Aldis figure from Cella Toys, the very first figure. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, my God. They're, yes. they're making retros. Oh, it's, it's amazing, that, that figure. I bought it for my son, and because I told him it was like I think it was one or two two thousand. I think it was only a limited release that first one, so he has, he hasn't opened it. He's pinned it to his wall. It's like yeah, I think you think it might be worth something one day, so he's like, he's not touching it. So like, <laughs> nice, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, yeah I, sh- I showed your, your toy to my six year old, and he wants to be scared it, so I probably have to buy it on Friday. <laughs> yes, good boy, <laughs> good boy. There's three colors. Make sure he has all three of them. <laughs> yeah but um so like i said i've always been obsessed with having my own action figure and i don't know how i was going to do it and then i saw cella as they were just like starting off they had their um nick aldis figure was the first one so instantly i was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever seen this is awesome and something in my brain sparks like this is this is my chance this is my aim to to (laughs) achieve my goal in life so i sent them a very you know, sheepish email saying, hi, I'm Joey. I've been a part of this rundown, like everything I've ever done in wrestling. And of course, mm-hmm. it's true that I'm in the movie about having an action figure. 
And I was like, do you think you guys would want to work with me in making an action figure? And then, you know, anxiously awaited the response. And then when they said, yeah, sure. I was like, oh my God. So then wow, I've not, yeah, I've not let them like go one day without me saying, hey, everything good? Everything good? Everything good? Because I'm like, this can't slip away from me this time. <laughs> so tell us about like the process maybe like an idiot's guide to like from initial idea to you holding the fi- finished project how's it how's it go so. so the initial idea is uh you get together with cella and like i definitely when i saw the nick all this one i was like i wanted to look like that i wanted mm-hmm. to be a retro styled hasbro figure in this lineup because they had Nick all this and I saw the Mind of the Mini 2 pack and I'm like, oh, every figure they make is getting better and better. Yes, the packaging definitely. is like the most amazing packaging like I've seen in, in a long time for figures. I think the so, Hayabusa one's the best looking oh, one so I think nice. so far. Yeah, that that's great? Right. yeah, I keep saying that. Each figure looks better and better. And yeah, the Hayabusa mm. one's the, the latest one. It looks so, so nice. Yeah. I can't um, wait for the, um, the Haystacks and Big Daddy. I will see them in the flesh. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, from the prototype, from the prototypes, it looks so, so good. But mm. how it works out is you kind of give them a rough idea for what you want out of your figure, and mm. you go back and forth on that. And then they send it to Brian Tipping, who's the artist who makes that awesome, awesome yes. 2D artwork. Just amazing. Oh, yes. he, yep. <laughs> you, you send reference pictures, like, and I sent like a hundred reference pictures because I wanted it to be perfect, but you literally, you know, how like, the newer companies do 3D head scanning. This one you do a little more old school where you take, you know, stand them up one place and take a picture of the front of your head, the side of your head, the back of your head. Yes. Um, the tights, you take really detailed pictures of your tights and your boots and your laces. And oh, wow. I sent I sent all of that to Cella and then they sent it to Brian. And then they asked like a few other things, you know, to tweak it. How do you want it? Do you want your wrist tape on? Do you have a wedding ring? Do you have this? Do you have that? And then he just starts cooking away and we let like he just uses his own creativity and comes up with just epic, epic things. So not too a couple weeks later he came up with like the artwork that I've posted all over my Instagram, like everywhere. Yes. Cause it's just so, so cool. So it blew me away. So I just I post it everywhere I possibly can. That's step one is that artwork. And then they've got a completely separate guy. They send that artwork to, and then he renders a 3d rendering like a computer render on his computer mm. and it's it's so good he's so spot on it looks just it does look like that 2d drawing come to life um oh, wow. right on their website his name's bruce so i don't know who you are bruce but thank you for your work it's amazing <laughs> and through that like 3d rendering once they give it to me they approve it like once i approve it because they sent it to me and i said they had to like trim the hair down on the sides the hair's a little too bushy so I said, okay, we'll give it a little bit of a haircut. And then they did and got it back to me. And as soon as I thought, okay, that's that's perfect. And like I said, this is like my life's dream. So I'm oh, definitely sure it was like perfect before we went for it. So once they, they completely have the 3D rendering looking just like you wanted to, um, things I wanted to make sure they had was like a hip that twisted. I wanted the, you know, three points of articulation like a Hasbro. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure the hip had movement to it and everything. Uh, so that's some of my input I came back with. At that point, they take that 3D rendering and they, they send it off to another guy who then creates a mold of the 3D rendering and then mm-hmm. makes a resin prototype. And again, I don't even know who this person is because I don't see it on their website, but they are just outstanding. It's probably why it's not on their website so they can't be you know, <laughs> yeah. kidnapped to make prototypes for somebody else. But yeah, they're so, so good. So that uh, took a few more weeks to do because they had to tweak it and there's decals that they have to apply to it and 
there was something with the decals on the sides of the tights because it had some really crazy tights and the first figure I made looks just like the figure in Fighting With My Family because I thought mm-hmm. it, it yeah. would be a good way to like break the space-time continuum to be the guy in the movie about having his own action figure, actually have his own action figure in real life. Like, <laughs> and so it has to look like I did in the movie. Like even some, Most of the time I wear wrist tape. But for the pink one, it's like no wrist tape because in the movie I have no wrist tape. I want it to look exactly like that just to, just to play with the universe. <laughs> so they make that prototype. Like I said, it took a few more weeks because they had to tweak it and change the mold uh, on the sides instead of using a decal there's actually molded stars and stripes it looks so nice actually um and then again they get back to me and they show me a picture of that and like my jaw hit the floor i was like oh my god the first question was like can i have that can i have that prototype can i please have it and oh wow. lo and behold it's in front of me as we speak staring at me so i did get that prototype because that's like you know a dream come true being a toy nerd to have a prototype of anything but have a prototype yourself is insane that's amazing um, mm-hmm. And then the next step after that, so they have the prototype. Once all the colors look good and the idea of it looks good, then they make molds. So I even asked Chell, because like I said, I'm always so curious about the process. I asked them how many molds they make. They make 10 to 20 molds. So like they actually will send to China that will be put into the plastic injection machine. Uh-huh. So there's 10 to 20 molds of the arms, the legs, the head, all created and sent to China which has happened uh, this week. They finished that. So now today is the official starting date of the actual production of the figure. So yeah, it's a a big day for Joey. Uh, (laughs) And at that point they send a Pantone, they call it, which is just, they send, you know, a bunch of pictures of the figure, how they want it, how the actual tights Mm -hmm. look, so they can match up all the colors and they get to work. So in a mere few weeks, the actual product will be in hand. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> was um, the Macho Ma- the Macho King Hasbro your favorite growing up based on the... Um, this one the... is kind of based like the Mr. Perfect one. Uh, yes, it yeah, this Yeah, it looks, it's like Mr. Perfect-esque. But what I like about it is that it's like the idea of the Hasbro without being a complete... It doesn't look mm-hmm. just like it popped a head onto a Hasbro body. It's just a nice yeah, tribute to Hasbro without being a complete... Yeah, like a knockoff of some kind. But that is the one that... I chose because the tights, because uh, Mr. Perfect's always, you know, been one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid because he was just so, so good. And then our lineage with the Hart family, we made a bunch of, you know, custom Owen Hart's using that body type before. So I thought (laughs) a tribute to the Hart's who trained me. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I, I love the the advert you made for your toys. Where did the inspiration for <laughs> that came? So you, you kick Hulk Hogan in the face and stuff. <laughs> so delicately, because I'm using my prototype for that. So very delicately beating some people <laughs> up. But I like I love those commercials, and I've you know seen them a million times in my childhood. So when I thought it's like, oh, this would be a good idea to help promote the figure, do one of those old school commercials. So I just. Mm. Did it myself in a green screen one day, but it was good fun. I got so much feedback from it. A lot of people really, really enjoy it. So I mean, it was, it it was like more. the, uh, was the ma- was it the Macho Man on the early roles, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Macho yeah. Man. Yeah, Macho Man was like the, the spokesperson for those for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so a little, so a little can, tribute to that. Yes. <laughs> so where can listeners buy the toys? Hmm? Where, where, where will the listeners be able to buy the toys? Oh, uh, so I have uh, my own website to sell them on, which is www.tinyurl.com forward slash Joey Knight Toys, plural. So you go on there and you you order your Joey's. Um, I've had a huge, I had a pre-sale event 
a couple weeks ago. There's a Facebook mm. group called Legion of Hasbro, which, like I said, I'm just obsessed yes. with the toys. So I joined that group a while ago anyways. And then I wasn't going to say anything about the figure. And then somebody saw my figure on Instagram and said, hey, who's this figure? Then I actually chimed in and said, by the way, that's that's me. So they really, they really got a kick out of one of their wow, members of this group actually having a toy coming out. So they did approach me and said, hey, we'd really like to have a pre-sale event on our site for an hour. So I did that and I sold – there's there's three different kinds you can get. So there's a pink one that looks just like Fighting With My Family. There's a purple one that is limited to 100 and that sold out within the hour. That was long Oh, gone. wow. And then there's some special green ones as well. But yeah, the, the special edition ones sold out within that hour in Legion of Hasbro. So they're so dedicated. They're such like, I didn't know if any would sell at all, but I didn't care because I needed to have my own figure. It was my goal yes. in life. Even <laughs> if I was sitting on the hundreds of them, I was like, I don't care. I'll, I'll fill a room full of them. That's fine. But to see these guys being uh, so passionate about helping other people achieve their dreams, it's been so, so cool. It's just like a really nice group. And they, like I said, Within an hour, all of those were sold out. So there's limited supplies already before they've even reached my wow. hands. Get out. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> cool. I'll, put, I'll put links in the description for anybody who wants oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look. So, so if we get back to your wrestling, so were there any matches or storylines in 2020 you're particularly looking forward to being involved with, but you couldn't choose to COVID? Or? In my wrestling career, what I missed out due to COVID is the, is the travel. Like, mm-hmm. there's usually I would wrestle in Florida and then you'd wrestle in Canada and then, you know, you'd wrestle everywhere. And right now I'm based in, in the UK. Um, and it's just, it's so strange. I just did started wrestling in front of a match. Uh, I did start wrestling again in front of crowds about a month or two ago. We started again for WAW, which is actually the promotion that the movie's based on that I happened to get into the movie. So it's another one of those yes. <laughs> the universe things, but they have like very, very strict rules and you had to sanitize your hands on the way to the ring. And it was just the weirdest mm. thing in the world. You're like, you know, dancing around doing your ring entrance. Then you stop and you sanitize your hands and then you continue yes. again. So <laughs> I, I missed out on the freedom of doing stuff like that and jumping into the crowd. Cause usually I'm always just, getting right into it being goofy and jumping into the crowd and dancing with people the first first show we went to it was weird not being the kid not slapping other kids hands and stuff and having to wear a mask at a wrestling show was weird the first one we went to isn't it yeah (laughs) that's it like they had the people spaced apart and they said like you know they had a a, their their covid guy and like if you don't follow the rules this will be shut down and yeah you had to literally run over the corner and sanitize your hands (laughs) before your match it's kind of cool it's kind of safe yeah but I think that's what I miss. I miss dancing in the crowd. I miss, yeah, just having the freedom to, to run around, slap people with my dirty hands. Yeah. Do you have to change your surname when you work for WAW? I do. I do. I'm Joey Knight, but they're all the knights there. So whenever yeah. I'm wrestling there, they're like, by the way, you're Joey Knight. All right, I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty easy going, but it is funny. And everyone asks me, it's like, why is your name different? It's like, because. There's like a hundred nights I wrestle there, and I'm not related to any of them, so it'd just be too confusing. Yeah, cool. talking about COVID, I worked uh, in the Odyssey Pro Wrestling, and between every match, I had to jump up and wipe down every all the ring pads and all the ropes. Oh, oh yeah, it, my knees were shot. I was like, oh, yeah, it's oh it's yeah, not, it's just not work for a forty-year-old, six, like sixteen-stone man <laughs> to get up, up down on them. As the crowd heckles you, yeah. <laughs> their chance clean it up yeah. <laughs> yeah the grapple arcade hands off the merchandise dig it ladies and gentlemen 
So if we go back to the beginning, so who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Ooh, well, somebody asked me on Instagram out of the blue, and they said, hey, what was your, your first memories of wrestling? I said, like, oh, that's really cool. That's a neat uh, question that nobody's asked me. And I remember it was a Christmas day in Canada, and my we we're up early, and I guess my older brother, who's also a wrestler with yes. me, he would get up earlier than the rest of us and watch wrestling. And I've never seen it before. And he's like, oh, you guys are up early. You can finally watch what I watch. And they turn on the TV and it was uh, Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine against somebody. But that's the first like introduction to wrestling and the tights. And the they had the, I think we are the champions or some, you know, like they were tag team champions at that time. And it was like. Dream, dream two was about, oh, about 85. Yeah, to be just a tiny, tiny kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be just a tiny, tiny kid watching this spectacle unfold of like oh this is awesome i don't understand what this is but this is amazing so <laughs> when that hit i got right into it and i was definitely a hulkamaniac from like day one so it was a hardcore hulkamaniac i had the hulk hogan weight set and I had figures and absolutely everything even a hulk hogan like hulkamania t-shirt so hulkamania for sure through my childhood and then when i was getting into the teens mm. Shawn michaels was a heel in wwe yes. so then i definitely turned you know when you're a teenager you want to rebel so it's like oh i'm like i like Shawn michaels he's a bad guy so it's definitely in the Shawn michaels and then the hearts because we're canadian and i think it's just something you have to do when you're canadian you have to love the heart <laughs> yes that's so, right <laughs> I was just yeah. <laughs> we had no, we had no compromise there. We just had to do it because it's the Canadian thing to do. But of course, the hearts definitely Owen Hart. Bret Hart was great too, but Owen Hart was just like a real comedian out there too, which I have always gravitated towards. Yeah, I was absolutely. Yeah, if he was around now, he'd be a multiple time world champion. Just, just the way he was. How he antagonized the crowd. Yeah, I think. Oh, for sure. So then, yeah, as we watched wrestling throughout our lives, we literally would always say, when you're a kid, you say, like, oh, I'm going to do this when I grow up. We'd always say, we're going to be wrestlers when we grow up. Always, always, always. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still in high school when the sexy monkey Robin Nightwing, my brother, he went off yes. to the real world. <laughs> yeah. And he started working in Toronto. So he moved to Toronto work and he came home on weekend. He said, the real world absolutely sucks. I'm like, let's just be wrestlers. Like we said, and I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so the minute that we left high school, we literally, we got a Calgary phone book and called every Stu Hart in the phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally. There was like a good couple of them too. There was a good, four or five or six we're just like nervous little teenagers uh flipped through the phone book and then we Stu Hart actually answered the phone and he's like yeah yeah dude, dude. <laughs> and they're like oh we knew we had it, it was like this yes. is a number we know oh, and uh we literally asked we said hey we would like to come train with you guys and Stu said if you want to move over here we got Bruce and we got Smith and we got Ross and we got um all these you know heart boys that run a school so if you're going to move all the way down here then we'll train you and we we did we hopped on a plane and went to wow. calgary stayed at an airbnb for a bit and then stayed at a a tiny tiny apartment like one room apartment and oh, wow. uh, got beaten senseless in the dungeon for months on end but it was it was definitely like a dream come true because like we've seen that on tv and then we're actually living it yes you saw you saw it in the was it owen hart versus ken shamrock was it yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that exact same place. Yeah, that's where we were. And it, 
you can see in that in that match with Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart, there's not much room in there at all. You, your no. head goes through the ceiling all the time, and they're doing atomic drops and whatnot. It was just commonplace for your head to go right through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so, so was Shawn Michaels the Rockers who you want to like mold your style around when you started training? Them? Yeah, hundred percent. That's even like we were the All Nighters. Uh, the Joe Green, Joey Knight, and the Sexy Monkey, Robin Nightwing. But that is exactly it. We would watch the Rockers before the big yes. heartbreak HBK screw job <laughs> turn on turn on uh, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> but yeah, we loved it, and that's uh, exactly what the name. The All Nighters were like the party guys, and the Rockers were the rockers, and uh, move sets and all that stuff. We did a lot of high flying stuff, especially in the beginning. Yeah, so that's mm. exactly who we, we did. And Marty Jannetty was my was Sexy Monkey's favorite wrestler of all time. And one of those neat things is that um, instead of like a stag do and a hen night, they do a stag and doe party, which is like a, you just put on some kind of entertainment for yes. your friends and family and they, you know, chip some money in towards the wedding. And mm-hmm. for Sexy Monkey's uh, stag and doe party, we had a wrestling show and oh, it was nice. him Marty Janetti as hero. And it's like winner, winner <laughs> gets the bride match. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so if Gennady won, he would have been marrying yeah, Sexy Monkey's wife. So it was uh, winner gets the bride. And we look back at the tapes of it now, and we just had like such a wealth of like talent just working on our Stag and Doe show because we were all buddies with them. Like I can remember Sean Spears and Angelina wow. Love and Beth Phoenix and uh kazarni sinbodi like just you know all these guys eric young even like all these guys who are such major stars yes. and they're just on here wrestling just for the fun <laughs> of it so it's so neat it's but yeah crazy. it's just yeah you forget about the wealth of like canadian talent that is out there because we're just watching this casual they're all our buddies and now they're all mega stars yeah yes so you didn't you didn't call it a wife on the pole much <laughs> <laughs> that was an option but she wouldn't go up there you know <laughs> We've been like uh, Jodie Bagwell, let's put her on a <laughs> forklift truck. So. <laughs> so you've also appeared in WWE a few times over the years. So how did you get involved with the company? Yeah, so we did. Um, so we started like everyone else does. After graduating from the dungeon, you just start off on the smallest little independent shows in front of 10 people and, you know, just get learn the learn the craft. And that's where we were doing more of the rocker stuff, more high flying stuff, but we weren't connecting with the crowd very much because we're so like into it because we went from being guys in Calgary. So we're trying to be as tough as we can, but we're just we're smaller guys for sure. So it just didn't fly at the crowd. And then slowly we started saying, you know what, let's just have fun with it. And so we started having more fun and being goofy and wearing silly hats and dancing in the crowd. And then that really caught on. And then we were having oh, a ball doing it. So we started doing that. And with those, when we changed that up, we started getting bigger and bigger bookings. And then, um, we started working in England and doing tours in England and doing just shows everywhere, Boston and whatnot. And then um, through that, we started training at a wrestling club for the United States Wrestling Federation, which is a place we wrestled for. And one of their trainees was a young Beth Phoenix, who we trained to wrestle. Oh, um, wow. So then she eventually, after numerous, numerous tryouts, and she was in Tough Enough 3, and she got sent home for a heart condition she didn't know she had until she got there. So she almost didn't get to wrestle at all. And then um, through a bunch of trial and tribulation, she got signed up to OVW in Kentucky. So we all moved, the All-Nighters and Beth Phoenix moved to Kentucky. And then eventually 
me and the sexy monkey got in with OVW as well. So once you're in OVW, there's all these talent scouts and yes. there's all these you know guys there all the time. So we started making friends with uh, Mike Bucci and Tommy Dreamer and the guys who eventually became heads of talent. So when they became heads of talent, they were always so so good at like getting us jobs basically. So every time they needed somebody to get a good kick and the phone would ring and it'd be us. <laughs> so we're, we're always getting dragged out of the crowd or thrown, you know, through ambulance doors or beaten up in the streets. Whenever they needed somebody to take a good kicking, maybe they'd give us a call and we got a bunch of WWE dark matches and tryouts and all that stuff through there. So it was like for us it was absolutely amazing. That was always oh, wow. the dream. You arguably had the most important role at WrestleMania 23. Tell the listeners about what <laughs> happened with Donald Trump. So, so. That's it, arguably. Yeah, that's it. I, <laughs> I, I, I keep saying that, at least to myself, like I'm actually the first person on the planet who had their head shaved by Donald Trump. <laughs> Not this big man. Sorry, Vince. You can't take that away from me. So one day the phone rang, and it was uh, Mike Bucci, who was head of talent relations, and um, he said, I got a weird request from you. <laughs> Would you like to go to WrestleMania and get your head shaved by Donald Trump? And I thought it was a joke at first. It's like, this is some kind of rib. I don't understand like what the punchline is, but I know it's going to end up in them just like laughing. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? And he said, he explained it. He's like, yeah, Donald Trump is doing a hair versus hair match at WrestleMania. And he doesn't know how to use hair clippers because he's never had a manual labor job in his life. So he thinks he doesn't know how to turn on a button and shave somebody's head. So he needs to practice first. And I was like, oh, okay. So he <laughs> said he would fly me and Sexy Monkey down to Detroit and we'd go to WrestleMania and he'd have, yeah, two people who can be test shave, test, yeah, head shave test dummies, I guess it would be, <laughs> uh, for Donald Trump. So we, eventually I was like, okay, I, if this is a joke or not, I want to go anyway. So I went for it. And it's absolutely the most surreal, crazy experience you can imagine, like, uh, not only are you, like you said, you're flown to WrestleMania, you're getting backstage to WrestleMania, you got your backstage passes, mm. and then at one point we're both sitting outside Donald Trump's re- dressing room, and then they say, okay, come on, and it was me, and I walk in, and it's Donald Trump's huge dressing room with leather sofas and everything, like the fanciest dressing room you'd ever see, and it's Donald Trump sitting there with some head, like, head trimmer, <laughs> hair trimmer, and I sat in the chair, and he's trimming his, my hair, and then Vince McMahon shows up to my left, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up on my right, and then behind me, Bobby Lashley's there, and they're all you know, <laughs> just going over details while he's sitting there shaving my head bald. And I keep remember, <laughs> I always remember he said to Vince McMahon, he's like, oh, uh, uh, Vince, I know, I know kung fu. If you want me to get, you know, real serious, I know some good kung fu moves. <laughs> and I see, I see, like Vince McMahon and Stone Cold look at each other and roll their eyes and like, no, no, we're good, Trump. You're okay. We know you got those sweet moves, but you know what? You keep it to yourself tonight. And I was like, oh my god, this is just the most <laughs> insane wrestling gig I've ever had in my life. But he he did the job all right. He learned how to use clippers on my head. So they didn't need to shave Sexy Monkey's head, but he still got to be there. And then we were drilled for The Undertaker that night as well, which is just insane. Because as a kid, you've always seen that epic Undertaker WrestleMania entrance. So for us to be able to do that is just another level of coolness. So we got... And it's so last minute. They don't really, really train you. They just, you know, they throw you a cloak and they light this gigantic torch. And it's like, okay, walk out there. (laughs) And you're like, wow, they're they're trusting me not to like fall off the stage or set another druid on fire. This is this is really intense, but it's it's cool. And we did it without setting anyone or anything on fire. (laughs) So it could could be argued that as well as having a figure, 
you also appear in a WWE video game because the Druid was an unlockable character in 2011. <laughs> Actually, so, there's, no, there's no way of saying it isn't based on you at WrestleMania. That's it. That's it. There's another one too. I'm in uh, the entrance video for Crime Time when Crime Time beat me up on Monday yeah. Night Raw, and I'm in their entrance video on the video game. So it's like, oh, I can check that off the list. If you look for like a millisecond, you can see me getting beat up. There I am. There I am. So I'm like, technically, I'm in, a, I'm in a video game, everybody. And then, like you said, with the Druid now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I'm in multiple so video games. Yeah. yeah. So it's not based on you. So. Exactly. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> so was it through your connections with WWE that you got the role in Facing With My Family? No, that was like literally just just crazy luck in the universe wanting to play tricks with me. Um we I moved like I moved back and forth honestly. I'm always in England or I'm in America or I'm in Canada and at that point I was living in London and I was doing just uh side gigs as like a movie extra doing small parts of movies, small small acting roles. Basically because they film a bunch of like superhero movies and I'm obsessed with Batman. So I was in yes. when I was in the states I was in The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises um mm. so i was over here and i was in london i did justice league and it just did like and you do like some commercials and stuff like that too so then i saw that they were making a movie about wrestling and i saw it on one of the the websites i used to get extra work and mm-hmm. i saw it was like a wrestling theme thing and it's like wait i think this is, this is actually about page about waw because we like i said we wrestled for that family for years mm. uh, even before this movie we already knew them so I saw the auditions were in London. So I just happened to rock up for the auditions and I saw a bunch of, you know, other wrestler guys that I knew in the industry who were there auditioning as well. So they had us do these crazy like wrestling drills. They had a ring in this huge, huge hall that a ring and we did all these wrestling drills and uh, wrestling moves and little spots and stuff like that. And then they had you basically cut a promo in front of Stephen Merchant, the comedian slash director slash yes. <laughs> So he was just there and with a camera and you had to cut a promo. So of course I did like, my best obnoxious American promo about Donald Trump's best friend <laughs> and this and that and the other thing. And a couple of weeks went by and then I got a phone call and said, yeah, you're, you got a role in the movie. So it's completely, it had nothing to do with wrestling and nothing to do with WWE or anything. Just dumb luck. I went to an audition and auditioned for it and got the role. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You're actually the second wrestler I've interviewed who had a part in that movie. Mr. Williams, I interviewed Nice. Lots of long after it. He was, he was the referee in the page, AJ's, yeah, AJ. Yeah, match, yeah. So. No, yeah, Sparks, I love him. Yeah. yeah he's he's my buddy. Yeah. He's, he's the reason I got the the role um, because I was asking around for when the auditions were actually taking place, and he was the one guy who responded. He's like, oh, it's happening at this date, this time. All oh, this amazing. So he is the reason. Yeah, he is the reason I got that role, and I always give him credit. And he's too humble to accept it, but he's the actual true reason that i got there because i asked him as i i got a feeling for when they were doing auditions but he actually gave me the actual information because he was auditioning as well and he told yeah, me the yes. date and time, everything and it's like so he is the reason i got yeah i've probably got to see him on sunday because he's a, he's the gm at wrestle island my local promotion so oh, I'll be, really i'll be there on sunday nice. yeah, so. oh yeah tell him Nice. So what was it like working with Vince Vaughn? He was like one of my favorite actors in like the late oh. 90s, early 2000s. So. Oh, yeah. That was like, it was just, it was insane. The whole process, like I said, I did movie stuff before, but this was just another level because you show up and all the trailers are there and they had like a, a fake WWE developmental because it was all filmed in London, but they had the WWE mm-hmm. developmental that they recreated 
in one of yes. the stages, and then they had this backstage where I did most of my scenes that was just was just created. So it was so cool just to see that first. Like wow, they're recreating stuff, you know, and it looks legit. It looks so good. And then we get in there. The first day it was just moves, so we just did twelve hours of wrestling over and over and over the same moves oh, over wow. and over. Yeah. And over bumping again and again and again because you know how they they do movies they just move the camera around over and over again so we did the same mm-hmm. spot and they were absolutely beaten down and exhausted but they had vince vaughn show up for that one and they had vince vaughn show up the next day for all the the lines and everything else but i mean it was yeah like he had that star power he had you know his assistants with him and everything else and the shoelace came untied and somebody jumped into the ring and tied his shoe and they thought, <laughs> okay. he still got it he still got the star power because that was insane so he like just ran across the room he said oh my shoe's untied like just you know just talking and he somebody <laughs> bolted across the room slid into the ring and tied his shoe i was like wow okay that that's star power still but he was super nice actually he was really really good to us he was always chatting he kept going on about when stone cold steve austin gave stacy keebler a stone she wouldn't drink beer like between every day we kept talking about that i was like he's obsessed with this what's up this one why are you obsessed with stacy keebler getting a stutter but yeah so the first day was all just moves 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 and then the next day of filming another like 12 hour day you know florence Pugh, who's a huge huge actress now she's in black widow and everything she was super super nice as well like for them being you know up and coming stars they're so nice and so good to everybody they all just were hanging out and they did a ton of their moves too by the way they did like Pretty much all the stunts I saw in the wrestling was all Florence Pugh, who's, like I said, a megastar now. But she was taking the bumps like the rest of us. Yes, amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, this, this second day of the filming, when I saw they gave me the sheet for the script, and I saw action figure, you know, lines for the action figure. I was like, oh, my God, this is like fate and destiny colliding. Because this is like, he's talking to me about having an action figure, and that's like my sole purpose in life. Like, this is insane. <laughs> but it was it was so good. But, like, when people watch the movie, you can tell now when you hear this this interview – um, every time I said my line, somebody would come up to me and they'd say, uh, hi, where are you from? I said, well, I'm originally from Canada. And they said, yeah, yeah, we kind of hear it in your voice. I'm like, okay, yeah. And like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So like, I had to say that line a hundred times that day. And every time I said it, somebody came over and they're like, where are you from? Like somebody different. And I said, I'm from Canada. And they're like, yeah, well this, this movie set in England. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> it's like, they chose me. I auditioned. So I think when I auditioned with that American um promo they must have thought i was putting on an american accent so they must have been like this guy's american accent so good he's such a good actor we gotta get the lines. <laughs> then i get there like oh wait he's just an american guy never mind so in my head it's like oh my god what do i do do i put on a fake uk accent or do i just like stick with it it's like oh because the main thing i didn't want to get cut from the movie for not having the right accent so yeah. i'm like what am i gonna do and it's like i do the absolute worst you like english accent you could ever imagine so i'm like i'm not gonna go on there i'd be like Oh, look to be WWE champion, mate. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like that would surely like make me, you know, get me fired from the job. So I was like, I'm just gonna stick with it. And it wasn't until I saw it in theaters for the first time I saw the. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting in the theater and all my friends point and laugh like, because this weird British accent. They either used some kind of computer to tweak the voice or they actually had somebody dub it over completely but i've never been given the answer to it <laughs> but i don't care because i'm still in the movie so i'm like i'm fine i'm fine with that i'm still in the movie because that was the scary part for like you know i took like two years to come out or something like that it took a while to come out and i was like oh man please let me still be in the movie after all of that <laughs> so it was a proper like david prowse moment so he didn't know that 
L.J. Owens did the Darth Vader voice until he got to the cinema, apparently. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My David Powell's moment. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still would have been a very different movie if Darth Vader had a West Country accent. It's not what people would have But it's it still blows my mind when I see the clips of me and Vince Vaughn. It's like I am in a movie with Vince Vaughn and The Rock. Like this is so so crazy because I yeah like you said I must have seen every Vince Vaughn movie ever, and for him to actually be cool as well is is just you know even better. At one point we were supposed to look at The Rock like they they said that. He had some line where he's like, oh, that sounds like something The Rock would say. We all had to look over at The Rock who wasn't there, and they're going to, like, you know, insert him later <laughs> through editing. That, that never made it to the final cut, but I remember us all having to look over at The Rock because I guess originally they had the plans that The Rock would be watching their tryout in the movie, but they, they edited that. So I remember looking over to an empty chair and like, oh, there's The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Right, idiots. This is Mr. Williams, your Wrestle Island GM. Superstar, film star, wrestling star in the UK. Make sure you listen, subscribe, like. Broken but glorious podcasts. Idiots. Get it done now. All right, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting the event, using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. And mm-hmm. as it's your show... Every match can be intergender, every match can be triple threat, every match can be fit four way, six way. It's your show, there's no budget on it. Just yes. no budget. Cool. So, who, who's going to be in your opening contest? Is the crowd excited? Oh, my opening contest, I would say I would put Sean Spears, who's a big, big deal in AEW yes. now, but he's got our start with us. So, I've wrestled him a hundred times because he's from Niagara Falls with us. So, we've mm-hmm. done. Tons and tons of shows. I would put him against. Ooh, hmm. I would say. Ooh, this would be good. I wrestled uh, back in the day in the Apocalypse Wrestling Federation. I wrestled the late great Superfly Snooker. So I would say Spears oh, wow. versus Superfly Snooker. Well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a false match, so Superfly can jump off stuff. There we yeah. go. There we go. That's it. That's the one. I can see. I can see. I can see the finish now. Sean Spears goes to hit him on the head of his chair, thinking he's finished it, but he's got the Pacific Island ahead, so he doesn't hurt him. And then he just yeah, chops him and splashes him with the wind. But I can see the end. So. <laughs> uh, what about a comedy match? Oh, a comedy match. A uh, comedy match. It's usually me. I do a ton of a ton of like comedy stuff. When you watch my my matches, it's all kinds of comedy stuff. And somebody I had good chemistry with that I wrestled when I was living in Kentucky is uh, the one and only Shark Boy. So I would say me. Oh and, yes. Let's say Fatal Four Way. Me and the sexy monkey Robin Nightwing versus Shark Boy and Kazarni, who I wrestled about a million times. He's now Simbodi, but I mean the short but epic run in wwe as kazarni where he talked in carney um yes. let's do that yeah fatal four-way yeah, yeah. shark yes, boy the all-nighters and kazarni yes really really nice guy and simbody as well i interviewed him about two years ago oh nice yeah yeah he, he looks terrifying yeah. but He's a nice guy. He's a sweetheart in a serial killer. Yeah, I, must, yeah, I think it was right at the begin, beginning of the pandemic, I think. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. been about February, February 
March like um, last year. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, really nice guy. I'll, I'll be a fun match. My my um, oldest, he's 16 now, but he had a slight obsession with Shark Boy when he was yeah. about six or seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he's got the yeah, he got the figure and the the, the TNA figures are about three inches bigger than the WWE figures. So he's got this giant Shark Boy figure to wrestle with his WWE figures. So it's like, <laughs> Exactly. I, I know exactly the figure you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a women's title match? Ooh, women's title match. I could do, let's see, I would do a tournament. So, yes. there's Tracy Brooks from TNA who actually beat me for the Apocalypse Wrestling Federation Championship when I was in AWF. So oh, I wow. Brooks. But then I won the belt back a few months later. Uh, by beating Gail Kim of all people, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I would say oh, it'd be a tournament with Tracy Brooks, Gail Kim. Um, I wrestled a tag team way back in the day uh, before both of us were anywhere really big with ODB from Impact. So we wow. throw ODB in there yeah. for some. Uh, one of my good friends is uh, the librarian Leva Bates. From uh, yes. AEW, she's my she's been my friend for years and years. So she's going to be in that tournament. And then can't forget our our own trainee, multi time women's champion Beth Phoenix will be in there as well. And let's see, you know what? It. I'm going to yeah. throw in yep. April Hunter as well because April Hunter is jacked, and April yes. Hunter and Stevens have a podcast. Again, she's been friends with me for a long time. They have a podcast, and they were the first people to ever announce that I was getting an action figure on their the, at the A show. Oh, podcast. amazing. But you know what? Because of that, she's in the match too. She may even be going over. I'm not sure. <laughs> so is it going to be like a six-way scramble, or is it like? Yeah, yeah, sure. Six-way scramble. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, your a mid-card title match, so like your workhorse title match. Mm, mid-carders. Let's see. My mid-carders would be, I would say. The reuniting of no, let's see. I would say John Morrison. John Morrison has been our buddy in uh, yes. the OVW days, and he's super, super cool. He's a super good dude. Uh, John Morrison versus you know what we'd have. They're probably well, they're probably not mid card anymore. But I would say John Morrison versus the Miz that they're doing now because the Miz was actually somebody yes. who was always super good to us, and in OVW he was like. He was really, he really fought his way through OVW. Like people did not accept him because he was the MTV guy. And he kept saying, I remember he kept saying, he's like, I don't care. He's like, everybody hates me, but I'm going to outlast them all. And now that he's so, so big, I'm like, that is so cool because he did actually outlast everyone that that was was cool. when he was the guy from MTV. So, you know what? That's what I'd say. That's, it may be a little more than a mid card match, but that's what I'm going with. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm thinking John Morrison might be the biggest name I've ever interviewed. Like, yeah, he's, 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 super he's cool. really nice he's as well. Cool. Yeah, such a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a really nice guy. Yes, yeah, uh, the Miz is my six-year-old's favorite wrestler. He's, <laughs> he's, he's nice. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he goes, th- it's me. He's always thought he looks like him, but I don't, I don't see where he gets it from. But <laughs> he thinks he thinks he looks like the Miz. Looks like it's going to start happening again soon. So the Miz turned on John Morrison recently. Could be in the works. About a hardcore extreme rules regulation type of match. Oh, hardcore extreme rules. <laughs> Easy. Uh, we did stuff. We actually wrestled in the ECW arena before, but um, yes, there was. We had uh, history with Sabu, 
And there's a guy who still wrestles now who was trained and he was a referee at ECW and his name's HC Loke and he's he's hardcore. Yes. He still is hardcore. So I'm gonna say Sabu versus HC Loke in mm, scaffold match. There we go. That's really a news thing. Scaffold match. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad they don't do them anymore. They're scary matches. <laughs> scary. Too scary to watch. Never mind. Do yeah. yeah. I'm sure I had nightmares for weeks after watching the was it Jim Cornette who fell off it and broke both his legs on his hip. Oh, I know. Oh, oh. He plays in the match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your tag team title match. Oh, tag team title match. I would say uh, all nighters are going to pull double duty. The all nighters have to be in there. <laughs> and the sexy monkey. We're just going to do another match. We're going to go in there. Uh, let's see. We go against. Oh, I would say uh, against Crime Time. I know that the late great yes. Chad Gaspar and uh, Jay the God, who is, and those guys beat me down in the hood on WWE Raw many, many moons ago. So that would be it. Yes, the late great Chad Gaspar and Jay the God versus the All Nighters. I've always liked Crime Time. I thought they were always a great team. <laughs> oh yeah, another another set of like decent human beings too. Really nice people. Yeah. And then it's your main event, your title main, match. Okay, I saved, saved the big ones for last. So there's Kane, obviously. Kane, who uh, beat the All-Nighters mercil- mercilessly <laughs> when we were ambulance drivers yes. in the uh, the Kane versus Edge match on Raw. Uh, he threw me flying through the air, and I thought I legitimately broke my elbow on the landing, but I didn't care because I was on Raw. Oh, so I was wow. like, yeah, I broke my elbow. <laughs> and... Uh, the sexy monkey legitimately broke the ambulance door with his head. So he threw him through wow. came through, uh, the sexy monkey's head through the door of the ambulance so hard that it literally broke it off the hinges. But we got praise from Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and everyone for doing that. So, so it was <laughs> off. So it would be Kane. And then this is somebody that I wrestled, but it's not on television or anything else. It was before a show basically because he wanted to try out some stuff and work out, but I'm still considering it a match. I wrestled Triple H. Oh, wow. Back down many moons ago, and he was actually super nice to me. I thought he destroyed me, but he was actually super good to me. So it's going to be Triple H versus Kane is my main yes. event and the main, you know, bragging points is both of those men beat me senseless at one point in my life. That's amazing. Oh, that'd be an amazing card. For the, for, for when you're away at AMTs, didn't they just coach you and say, can you read it? Can you drive an ambulance? Literally. You think everything's so like planned out, but it's not. They're like, okay, can you guys drive? It's like, yeah, and they threw me the keys. It's like, okay, drive an ambulance. It's like, when? It's like, okay, run in 10. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and like my brother, Robin Nightwing, uh, we looked at each other. He's like, can you do this? Like, we're going to have to. We got 10 seconds. We just hopped in the, <laughs> hopped in the ambulance and just went to it. But yeah, it's, it's so on the fly that you don't expect it. You expect it to all be like, you know, pre-filmed, it's not going to be live, they're going to say it's live, but no, no, it's literally, yeah, we're on in a few seconds. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Very cool. And I stepped on poor Lita's head when I was uh, picking her up, because Lita was tombstone, and she was in a stretcher, yes. so she had to run under the raw stage, and I'd stepped on her head when we lifted her up, and heard all the hair rip, I heard a rip, oh. so I thought, I should have thrown her in the, the, the women's match for that, for that, just to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry about your <laughs> But she was actually cool with it, so we're all right. But it's just, it's so on the fly, you would would believe it, yeah. Oh, that's an amazing card. I'm <laughs> One ticket, please. <laughs> all right, so uh, where can people see you wrestling in the near, in the near future? Uh, most WAW shows, there's, uh, and that's in Norwich, uh, there's School of Slam in Colchester that I'm going to be doing, and then... 
there's just there's wherever there's wrestling you'll see me creeping around i'm going to be in canada if anyone's in canada uh in the next yes. couple of weeks for crossfire pro wrestling so if anyone's in canada watching me i'll be doing a crossfire pro wrestling reunification with the sexy monkey robin knight we've got a tag team match oh amazing so, and currently like i said i'm based in england so if there's some wrestling in england i'll probably be on it <laughs> <laughs> If you're not wrestling Sunday, you should come to Wrestle Island and Yeah, um, that's what I will. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Do a surprise running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we go, do you wanna promote any social media have and, and tell the uh, uh, listeners about yeah, the, the store again? Yeah, yeah. So like I post everything about my action figure and the journey of my action figure on the All Nighters Instagram, which is All Nighters Insta, and it's just full of old school photos of the all-nighters throughout the years. So it's a pretty yes. neat way to check up on what I'm up to and what I've been doing uh, and where I've been. And Facebook, all-nighters, look for all-nighters on Facebook. We've got uh, Facebook, Twitter, all-nighters. Just search all-nighters everywhere and you'll see me promoting my action figure, which you can get on www.tinyurl.com forward slash Joey Knight with a K, toys, J-O-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T-T-O-Y-S. Amazing. So I guess the links will be in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. For sure.